RNZ News at Midday, I'm Catriona McLeod. The annual inflation rate has defied market expectations to fall only marginally. StatsNZ says consumer prices rose by 2.2% in the three months ended September, taking the annual rate to 7.2%. Here's our business reporter Anand Zaki. The annual rate is much higher than the Reserve Bank's forecast and only 0.1% lower than the previous quarter's figure, which is a 32-year high. The rise was driven by high food prices, building costs and household expenses, partly offset by cheaper fuel. Domestic inflation, known as non-tradable inflation, rose by 6.6%, which is the highest since records began in 2000. The strength of underlying inflation is expected to prompt the Reserve Bank to keep raising interest rates. The local government minister says she needs to find some common ground with Auckland Mayor Wayne Brown on the Three Waters reform. Mr Brown has asked the city's water management company and council chief to stop work on what he calls a doomed proposal. Ms Mahuta says the government and Mr Brown first need to discuss what they agree on. We know that cost of living uh, issues are significant for all New Zealanders at this particular time and for Auckland in terms of forecast rates increases, it is a challenge for Auckland. So I hope uh, that uh, as uh, Mayor Brown gets his head around that challenge that we start there. The Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern is due to meet Mr Brown on Thursday for the first time since his election. A health union advocate says she's not surprised by finding that the emergency department of Middlemore Hospital is dysfunctional, unsafe and overcrowded. An independent inquiry into the case of a woman who died after waiting in vain to be seen at the department has found that only half the ED patients are seen within six hours. Sarah Dalton from the Association of Salaried Medical Specialists says problems were foreseen four years ago. If we look at Middlemore, back in 2018, all of the then DHBs in the northern region developed um, a long-term business case explaining that we actually need a whole new hospital in South Auckland. There's no way the Middlemore site can continue to deliver to the number of patients they're expected to see. Sarah Dalton says hospitals in many other cities are also overcrowded. The government is winding down some of its COVID-19 powers, saying they're no longer justified. Vaccine mandates, MIQ and lockdowns will all be scrapped, leaving only a handful of public health measures. Here's our political reporter Giles Dexter. The acting COVID-19 response minister Chris Hipkins says the measures used to contain the spread of the virus need to be proportionate to its risk and powers that once served New Zealand well should be removed. This means that should any of those powers be needed in the future, the government would need to pass new legislation to reintroduce them. But the seven-day isolation period and the requirement for mask wearing in certain high-risk healthcare settings will stay for the time being. Those measures will be reviewed next month. The Agriculture Minister says he had a couple of conversations with National MP Barbara Kuriga about her personal dispute with the Ministry of Primary Industries. Ms Kuriga and her family are involved in an ongoing dispute with the Ministry since her son was convicted of animal cruelty. Damien O'Connor has since revealed she raised the matter with him on a couple of occasions. I just said, look, it's not for me to make a judgment on this. There's a process underway. And, and I just reassured her that, and I said to MPI to make sure this was handled appropriately. Yeah.
Barbara Kuriger resigned her portfolios last week after national leader Christopher Luxon was alerted to the situation. He now says he hadn't known she'd spoken to Mr O'Connor and said it was inappropriate to do so. The Prime Minister has given assurances a way will be found to make up lost funding for the Shakespeare Globe Centre school programme. Creative New Zealand has declined to renew funding of $31,000, partly because Shakespeare's work was deemed irrelevant to New Zealand's contemporary arts context. Jacinda Ardern, who yesterday made it clear she disagreed with the decision, says the government is committed to ensuring the programme continues. I've been talking to our Minister of Education and he has been talking uh, with his ministry. The Ministry of Education intends to reach out to the Shakespeare uh, Globe Centre uh, to work with them to find a solution that ensures that the programme will continue to be offered uh, to schools. Jacinda Ardern says more details on a final resolution will be revealed later. It's five minutes past midday. British Prime Minister Liz Truss insists she will lead the Conservatives into the next UK general election. Her new finance minister, Jeremy Hunt, has ditched almost all her tax-cutting plans. But Ms Truss has told the BBC that while she accepted responsibility for mistakes made, she was not stepping down. That looks at odds with her own party. Here's the BBC's Rob Watson with this analysis. I think the view inside the governing Conservative Party is that she's damaged beyond all repair. So it's not a question of if she goes sometime before the next election, but when. And I think that depends on two things. It depends on what happens in the financial markets. And crucially, it depends on whether the battered, bruised, divided, demoralised governing Conservative Party could agree on a replacement. I mean, it's all very well to think that your current leader is fairly hopeless but quite another thing for such a party to agree on who else to have without needing to have a damaging long-running leadership contest. A 22-year-old man has been arrested after the death of another man in the Hastings suburb of Flaxmere. Officers called to a Ramsey Crescent house last Thursday found two people injured, one of whom later died. The arrested man is expected to appear in the Hastings District Court today, charged with wounding with intent to cause grievous bodily harm. Police are awaiting post-mortem findings and further charges are likely. Sonny Toll's lawyer says his client accepts sexually touching a teenage girl, but he says the former Napui Runanga leader thought it was consensual. Sam Ollie is at the Whangarei District Court. Mr Toe faces six charges of indecent assault of a girl aged over 16 and three of attempting to pervert justice, that is, offering money so the police wouldn't find out. Crown Prosecutor Geraldine Kelly told the jury this morning Mr Toe took the girl fishing in January 2017, then told her parents he needed to stay the night with her at Rangi Point during high tides. The Crown says at a batch he touched her under her clothes and rubbed himself against her in a bed. But Defence Counsel Arthur Fairley disputes that the girl didn't consent and says accusations of perverting justice are incorrect. A defence lawyer has questioned the appropriateness of a policeman's text exchanges with complainants in his client's case. In the Wellington District Court, a 25-year-old man faces several charges of sexual offending. Lawyer Val Nisbet this morning asked the officer in charge of the case, Detective Sergeant John Lyon, why he messaged complainants about his puppy and referred to them as survivors. 
Mr Lyon replied that it wasn't unprofessional. Mr Nisbet also asked why he only provided a few months of messages as evidence when there was 18 months of communication. The officer says his phone was wiped after he repeatedly forgot his passcode. The Independent Police Conduct Authority has found an officer was justified in shooting at a man in a rural area near Dargaville in 2020. Officers were chasing the wanted man through a paddock in Tangawahine when he fired three shots towards them and a police dog, Finn Blackwell reports. The police dog was hit and critically injured. One of the officers returned fire, hitting the man and leaving him badly injured. The authority says the officer responded appropriately and bravely to defend himself and the lives of his colleagues. It has also found the police provided appropriate medical assistance to the wanted man at the time. Detective Inspector Dean Begby says the incident unfolded very quickly but was ended effectively. He says it's fortunate officers weren't injured by the offender's shots. The Transport Minister, Michael Wood, has compared the protesters who stopped Wellington traffic again today to protests led by Brian Tamaki in Auckland. Two members of the Restore Passenger Rail Group abseiled from the top of the Mount Victoria Tunnel during peak traffic just before 8 this morning. Earlier this year, Freedom and Rights Coalition protests led by Mr Tamaki blocked Auckland's southern motorway. Mr Wood says peaceful protesting is an important part of democracy, but both of these groups have been disruptive. I think some of these groups are just taking it um, too far and are being pretty thoughtless about the overall impact and in both of those cases actually creating danger as well. Michael Wood says anyone who plans action should think about the impact on others. And that's the news.